episode 250, God versus Doctors. This is the Ericast for the week of December 28, 2014. From Ericast.com. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Welcome to the last episode of 2014. Forging ahead into 2015. 250, it's a nice, um, Nice round dramatic number though with the geekery that is the Ericast. I'm thinking like 255 might be worth celebrating. Um, good thing we didn't start naming these and, and numbering them in hexadecimal. Um, I'm your host Eric Larson, 206-339-3742. Listener feedback line. Love it. Listener feedback. Um, thanks to those of you that uh, have, have just sent along messages and things, not for the podcast, but just hey, uh, checking in. Um, very much appreciate that. The Ericast, uh, which I've been joking is the Weekly podcast that comes out about once a month, but it's actually the weekly podcast that comes out once every couple of weeks. And I, I really think maybe we can hit um, hit weekly again in the original Aircast tradition. Um, but uh, holiday season, as as I suspect all of you know, I work at an academic institution, and people say, "Oh, it must be so nice to have you know all this time free, you know, winter break off and summer break off, and isn't that great?" I'm like, well. I love having the vacation time, but there's actually kind of a busy time where you have to get in and get other stuff done. How about the faculty who are still like busy at work? But this has actually been a pretty laid back break. Just um, just a few hours of work smattered around it. So uh, somehow in that mix, I was not able to get the podcast done until now. But I'm coming in under the wire just before 2015 appears. Here we go. Uh, Eric asked, being what we, the majestic we, it's really just kind of me. <laughs> We have termed a personal podcast, meaning either you know me, Eric Larson of Ericast.com, fame or infamy, and you want to know more about what's on my mind, life, etc., or you know something about one of the topics I've talked about. It tends to be kind of an eclectic mix. And yes, my natural speaking state is kind of like 2x on your podcast player if you have that in your app. So ratchet, ratchet it down a notch or two so that I'm speaking at a more reasonable pace but yeah my natural pace is not is not comfortable at that so anyway so welcome for whatever reason that you're here and i hope you stick with me through the coming year um having been reflective a year or two ago matt would would be able to remind me (coughs) excuse me um when uh yeah it's it's minnesota you fight a perpetual cold from mid-october through march um Matt would be able to remind me, I think, what was it when I was, uh, was it 50 episodes ago when I was thinking about, um, do I do episode 200 or stop at 199? So it's got to be at least a couple years. Um, anyway, I'm going to keep going in 2015. You guys are stuck with me. And no, I do not have any plans for revamping the intro or, or anything like that. Um, I just, I'm sticking with tradition. We're going to be hitting our 10th anniversary and, and there's something to be said for, for traditional stuff. So what we're doing, uh, you've noticed that I've uh, mentioned Christmas a time or two, um, and various celebratory greetings to you um, for other holidays. Um, since I'm a Christian, Christmas is the one that, that I celebrate. And so we're, we're ending on a, a theological theme. It's sort of a theological mini rant, but we'll see how that goes. Um, okay, so a few weeks ago... And if you go out to ericast.com, I'll link to the video where um, where Rob gave his update. Um, Rob Ketterling, who is the senior pastor of River Valley Church, um, which is sort of our our secondary or supplementary church, um, 
the, a church is not a building. A church is a community. The notion of going one day a week, Saturday, Sunday, whatever, and having some intentional um, time to focus and, and regroup in a community is very, very good. It is not what church is, you know, the going to church. So the fact that uh, I have had many, many years of connection to Berean Baptist in Burnsville, but the girls and I would go to River Valley on Saturdays for their Saturday afternoon service, um, that's just fine. There's no need to go, oh, you're two-timing your church. It's like, that's not how it works. Totally not how if, if people tell that to you, then send them my way and we'll all have a conversation. Might make for a good podcast interview or something, because that's really not... Um, not, I don't think that's what God intended. It's okay if you, if you are connected to multiple communities in various degrees, which is why I also remind my church brethren and sistren, if that's a word, to not get too mental of shape and judgmental if people seem to only be, you know, moderately or partially connected to a particular church community. I've long said, as long as you're plugged in somewhere, I really don't care where it is. I, I, I like you. I'm happy to have you connected with us here. But if you've got other things that work better for your schedule or your commute time or personal preference, that's totally fine. As long as it's somewhere, that's good. So if there were shallow people around River Valley, they might say, oh, we only see this guy occasionally. <laughs> well, well, we'll pray for his soul. Well, the reality is I'm, I'm, I'm sinking all of my energy into the Berean population, and I go to River Valley on occasion to recharge. Okay, so that's how I know Rob. So that's why I haven't had, you know, intimate dinners with Rob. I don't know him that well, but that's that's my connection to Rob Ketterling. Okay, well, it turns out, and my first indication of this was actually a, um, a friend of mine who's who's attended River Valley as well in the past, who uh, tweeted out um, wasn't just a retweet; he actually commented on it because it was pretty remarkable. Uh, that Rob was live tweeting his heart attack. Not this guy's heart attack, but Rob's own heart attack. And if you know Rob, that actually wouldn't be that surprising. And yes, indeed, that is that is what happened. So if you go to ericast.com, there's a, a, a video in the show notes feed that Rob posted a couple days ago that kind of explains the whole heart attack situation. So yeah, on his ambulance ride... Um, he tweeted out, you know, as best he could with one one hand and hooked up to IVs and things that he was on a, you know, he was in an ambulance. He was having a heart attack and he was on his way to to one of the the major hospitals in downtown Minneapolis for heart care. Okay, the moment you put something on Twitter, then people start commenting, and there was lots of, you know, hey, you know, we'll pray for you, Rob, etc. And then there was a, a, a weird substantial minority, um, of mocking. And I mean, I think that's bad. I think that's bad in general. I don't think you're going to be a very healthy person if you decide, I know what would be fun. I'm going to mock somebody. Uh, but if you're going to do it, at least do it in a way that's not Stupid. How's that for a summary? Because, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a, a, a something that I would not criticize in the same way. Like if somebody said, you know, oh, God must love you a lot to strike you down with a heart attack. I think I'd probably have the same critique. So I, I don't know. But the, the one that got me, um, 
again, not really just an anger or frustration thing because it's not, it's not in my sphere of influence to get angry or frustrated, but you just kind of shake your head and say, oh, that, you know, man, what a great opportunity for a better conversation or understanding or whatever. But I bet that's not going to be what's going to happen. Somebody said, well, Rob, I hope you don't use any doctors in this process because that would indicate a lack of faith in the God you claim to believe and that mean you're truly an atheist. Slightly more compressed than that because you got 140 characters on Twitter, but that was the basic gist. I thought that's, that's really, that's a really interesting charge. So the basic thesis was if you truly believed in God, you would only rely on faith. Basically, faith healing is the only legitimate uh, exercise of faith. And so by appealing to the medical profession when facing a medical need, crisis or otherwise, that betrays a lack of faith. Hmm. And so I, even in my most... Uh, maybe I would have. I was going to say, even in my most rabidly atheistic days of years ago, would I have, would I have been dumb enough to make that argument? <laughs> like, well, maybe. And you're thinking, wait, 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 I, th- I like that argument, Eric. Why is it dumb? Well, here's why it's dumb. Because nothing in the Christian worldview, and that may be a subtle point that we have to, to emphasize, but this is the time of year to emphasize it, having just come out of Christian, uh, Christmas. Nothing in the Christian worldview places itself in opposition to the daily life of humanity. And in fact, Christian theology dictates that God chose to incarnate himself in humanity. I mean, incarnation, that's kind of what what the word means. Um, And save humanity from, from... it's sinfulness, that's the theology part. Not from outside of it, but from within it. And I will grant that that is a, a nuance. Nuance might be, uh, it gets so buried that it becomes a nuance. It's not a nuance, it's a, it's a key point of Christian theology, but it's an element that has been um, minimized or ignored or whatever by some um, by some more conservative branches of the faith that want to uh, emphasize God's transcendence, which is true. We are not God. Um, he is not, God is not fully contained in us. When we say we are God, in a stereotypical Shirley MacLaine sort of way, um, Christianity would disagree and say, no, no, there is a God outside of you. You reflect God, you are a creation of God. We can see something of the Creator through the creation, but the creation is, is not the Creator. They are separate and distinct. Okay? So I understand the notion of transcendence. Some denominations place such a strong emphasis on that that they they risk 
losing the other half of the message, which is John 3.16, if you don't believe me and don't believe the banner held up behind the field goal at the football games, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son or one and only son, depending on your translation. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We know that verse. He's God reaching into the world. He's not standing apart from it and then doing the hands-off thing. His son was born into the world. Okay? So yeah, maybe there's a, maybe there's a subtlety or a nuance or something in here, but it's actually, um, I think that actually makes sense. So, nothing about what Jesus taught which is what we Christians claim to believe, says that we should disengage from or ignore or turn our backs on the functionality of what the world has has created for its for its sustenance, for its for sustaining it. Jesus walked around and ate food. In fact, interesting tidbit, so he dies grave for three days, disappears, then he reappears as, as you know, the, the post-resurrection appearance, um, talks to the disciples, etc., um, eats with them, says, hey, I'll have some of that fish. Wow, weird. Um, but the emphasis, and this is, you know, Christian theology, you know, he, Jesus has a body. So this is not a... This is not a weird form of Greek dualism that says the body is evil, the soul is good, and so if we could just shed our bodies, we'd be okay. Um, it's more akin to Aristotelian hylomorphism. <laughs> Go look that up. Um, where there's an intrinsic combination of body and soul. Okay. Point being, there is nothing wrong with going to a doctor when your body has a problem. There are some things that God declares are wrong. There might be kids in the car, so I will not describe other things that you can you can do with your body for pay or not, um, where where the Bible and Jesus, if you don't like the Bible, the problem is the Bible is just the written record of what Jesus did. So it's like saying I I want to learn about Roman government, but I'm not going to let you tell me anything from Cicero or you know, pick your Tacitus, or whatever. Pick your your historians. Like, well, but they're the ones who wrote it down. <laughs> so, don't do my Bible stuff. I just want to know about Jesus. Well, okay, but anything that was written in in a clear, authoritative way about Jesus was compiled, and that book is what we call the Bible. Okay. Uh, what about the Gospel of Thomas? Well, people back in the day who were much closer to the situation and the reality of what was going on said, um, that has no eyewitnesses. It's not corroborated with anything. So you know what? I don't think we're going to include that because it, I don't think it's, it's legitimate or can't be proven or whatever. It's all basic witness stuff and evidence and, ping me if you want to talk more about this because I have this feeling that we were kind of going off the rails in the, in my, in my, my podcast rant has rants stacked upon rants and I've probably lost quite a few of you by now, but I just, I find it fascinating because if you're going to, 
if you're going to argue against something, that's fine. Just argue against it on the grounds of something that can be reasonably debated, you know? So, I think this came from the last episode, didn't it? Anyway. So, yes, when Rob Ketterling, pastor of a church, has a heart attack, Rob does two things. He tells his congregation, I'm having a heart attack, pray for me. And he has his wife call 911 and has the doctors put a stent into his arteries. Those are both okay. And having a doctor work with the body in the context of medical science does not betray a lack of faith. The example I gave in the Twitter conversation, which I think is an awesome metaphor if I do say so myself, is that if you have a Christian who feels cold, the proper thing to do is to put on a sweater. You don't say, well, if my faith is real, I'll just pray to grow fur, Lord, and that will keep me warm. I, okay, I mean, you, you, you could, I suppose. That would be miraculous. Miracles aren't normative. So I really do think that the wise course of action, if you're cold, is to put on a sweater and or sweatshirt. It depends on your denomination. Um, and that's, and that's not betraying a lack of faith in God providing for you. You turned your back on God because you didn't put your faith in Him that He'd miraculously make you warm. Like, well, no, because I put on a sweater because I was cold. I was having a heart attack. I called a doctor. So, the, the hard reality, and I encourage you to watch the video, it's, um, it's linked at ericgas.com. As, as Rob mentions, asking for 30 more years. Um, the thing that we all ignore, and this might be a good way to close out 2014, though it's a little depressing, <laughs> sorry. Puppies and kittens are cute. Tune in next week for the Aragast, where we talk about puppies and kittens, which is cuter. But the reality is, all of us are going to die. I will, you will, we all will, someday. Um, I hope it's a long time from now, not because I'm particularly scared of death or think my faith isn't real, but because I do like life. Um, I like being able to accomplish things. I like enjoying things. I like um, being here for my family and others. So um, I'm going to hold that fairly loosely. The people that uh, that become ultra-paranoid, miserable health freaks worry me a little bit, Um in the context of the Christian church, if you, if, if you, um, are something, I was going to say an atheist, but I'm trying to think of other theologies that would not necessarily be atheistic, but would believe that this is the extent of life, that there is no afterlife, there is nothing else that uh, you die and that's it. Um, then go ahead and, and do all you can to hang on to this life. Though, frankly, there's also the, well, if you die and this is it, then why be miserable? You know, enjoy yourself, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Um, there's a whole way of looking at that. But if you're a Christian, you really should have a pretty firm grasp on some understanding of an eternal focus. That might not mean getting wings and a harp and sitting on a puffy cloud. In fact, I'd pretty much guarantee you it doesn't mean that scenario. But there's something about an afterlife and that our 
life here is is not the be-all, end-all, sum total of existence. If that's the case, then being miserable now or making the people around you miserable because you want to drop your cholesterol by a point and a half um, might might not be might not be what it's for. So that would be my um, encouragement to you in 2015 is to sort of think about your present life and eternity, not to freak out, but it's okay. Your present life and the eventual cessation of your present life. Is that better? It sounds a little bit more clinical. Um, and how you want those two to line up, which one do you want to live for? And how then do you want to live? Um, you knew there's a reason you listen to the aircast and there it is for, for, uh, awkward, convicting philosophical impositions. Right? But so that's, um, I hope it was somewhat, uh, if not fulfilling, at least interesting for you is, is my rant that uh, when a pastor has a heart attack and goes to the doctor and some says, <laughs> you went to a doctor, you must never believe in God. Um, that becomes fodder for a podcast episode that pretty much comes down to, no, that's stupid. Particularly, at least in a Christian worldview, I would be really curious to know if there are other religious traditions where that sort of false dichotomy is not a false dichotomy, um, that really do set up, um, you know, earthly sustenance or medical care or whatever, um, against a spiritual component. I would just be really curious to know if there's a place where that makes sense. But um, while I don't pretend to speak for all of Christendom, I can pretty confidently tell you that I don't. I don't think. I think. I don't see a conflict there. I think. I think God would be perfectly fine with. You woke up in the morning. You were hungry, so you ate food. You were cold, so you put clothes on. You had a heart attack, so you went to a doctor who put some metal in your heart to hold it open for a while longer. Um, I don't. I. I don't see where that says you're not relying on a faith in a creator of the universe. Let me know what you think. You know the drill. 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line. Um, call, shoot me an email, tweet me something. Uh, give me some note of encouragement as we uh, as we plunge headlong into 2015 and the year ahead. Uh, I've got a, a plan to kick off with a fun episode. Um, so I'll save that for then. Should I say until next week? I, ha- I haven't recorded the episode yet because it's not 2015. So um, I'm I'm gonna just leave it. You you can pray for me <laughs> that I get an episode out next next uh, next week. <laughs> um, so I will leave it at until next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.